Hey guys, Coach Christy here. Um, coming to you earlier in the morning than I normally do. So if you've sent a little something different in my throat, my vocal cords are not yet warmed up for the day. <laughs> uh, um, just, you know, as I am prone to doing, I have ideas in my head that it helps me to get them out. And sometimes when you listen to them, I hope it helps you too. So one of the things that I've been, um, really contemplating lately, particularly about my horsemanship, but I think it's applicable to lots of different areas of life. But the idea around the difference between being confident and being certain. So um, one of my policies when I am teaching horsemanship, Pirelli Natural Horsemanship to be specific, is that I recommend all students, whether they be horse or human, to uh, question any and all advice that I give them. I don't want anyone to just blindly accept that what I'm advising you is the right thing to do. I don't even like that word, like the right thing to do. When someone says you have to do it the right way, Well, the trouble for me with that word is that there's no such thing, really. I (laughs) I know that sounds crazy, but um, we all have our own definition of right and wrong. And that definition was conditioned in us through our childhood based on childhood experiences and how we responded to them. A lot of us, um, you know, follow the follow the example of the you know adults in our lives as kids and decided that what they said was right is right. And some of us, myself included, um, decided that we didn't like what the adults said was right and that we're going to find our own right. So if I tell you this is right, all I'm really saying to you is that it's right for me. And what's right for me might not necessarily be right for you. So when it comes to advising you on your horsemanship, please, please understand that whoever offers you a suggestion on whatever problem or goal you're working towards with your horsemanship, they're offering you a guess. I don't care who it is. It could be Pat Pirelli himself when he says, I would try or I recommend you try, blah, blah, blah. It's a guess. And he would be more than happy for you to come back to him and say, here's what I did. Here's the result I got. It wasn't what I wanted. What should I do now? And he would just give you another guess. All right. Uh, There's a, a really common philosophy with horsemen that they'll say you got to have a plan. And I 100% agree with that, but a really wise woman told me once, her name is Kaffa Martinier, she goes by Kate now, um, said that, yes, you got to have a plan, but you got to do better than that. You got to have multiple plans, unlimited plans, so that when you try one of your plans and it doesn't work, you're not unnerved because you know that there are other things you can try. There is no one single thing that's absolutely always the right thing to do in any given situation. I'll give you an example. Um, in Pirelli, 
we have a policy that if your brain says, oh no, right? Especially if you're on your horse and your brain says, oh no, like follow it up with, I want off. <laughs> the best policy is to bend them, right? To reach down your rein, bring the rein back to your thigh, push on your saddle horn to keep yourself um, grounded with the other hand and wait until the horse comes to a stop. I can tell you two stories where that did not work for me. <laughs> the first time bending my horse to a stop did not help. I was participating in a colt start. And um, I was on this little filly that when um, I tried to bend her to a stop because I wanted off, it caused her to feel trapped, which it is. It's a trap for them. And um, she proceeded to buck in a circle <laughs> while I was trying to bend her to a stop. And so, um, instead of getting to safely dismount, she ejected me. Okay. So that's one example. Uh, so, you know, even on young horses, bending them to a stop isn't always the right thing. Sometimes you got to do it in little degrees, like bend them a little bit and then let them out of that bind and bend them a little bit and let them out of that bind. And in the meantime, your brain has to be okay with, okay, now you do your thing for a little bit, then I'll ask you to come back to my thing. Now you do your thing a little bit, and I'll ask you to come back to mine. And my brain was going, no way can you do your thing. I went off. <laughs> so it did not work out that good for me. The second time that bending them to a stop didn't work for me, I was riding world champion Olympic gold medalist Sailing Smart. He's a very famous horse in the reigning industry. And the reason I was riding him was because Pat wanted him to have a better quality of life. And that included going trail riding. And that's kind of my thing. That's what I love to do. I want to go trail riding. So in order to enrich and enhance this horse's life, Pat asked me to take sailing smart trail riding, which um, was amazing. I, I was honored and excited and just over the moon at the opportunity. But on our trail ride, we encountered a situation where Mr. Sailing Smart got aroused. <laughs> there were horses nearby, and I didn't do a good job of keeping him focused on what we were up to, which was trail riding, and that he didn't have time to think about whether or not it was time to make babies. And um, he got super study. Start, he grew about six inches, I swear, and started prancing and making all the stallion sounds. And um, I reached down to bend him, and <laughs> that's not something you can do with a reining horse. As soon as I started like pulling on his face, he started spinning, <laughs> like you know, they do in reining, like a really fast spin. And the harder I pulled, the faster he would spin. <laughs> so there was absolutely no bending this horse to a stop. Now, luckily, um, I could ride it at the time. My brain kicked in and said, hey, this maneuver he's doing right now has, has won, like, a lot of money and medals and prestige and whatever. Like, just sit here and take it in. And eventually, he stopped. I'm pretty sure we did at least 15 revolutions. <laughs> Um, which is way more than what would be required in a reigning competition, <laughs> but, uh, he did eventually stop and I could hop down and everything was fine. But so, you know, even in horsemanship terms, we would say, you know, no, to most students, yes, if when in doubt, bend them to a stop, that's not always, that's not always, that's not a certainty. That's not always the right thing to do. 
you have to be willing to evaluate your results and be, and determine what to do next based on the results you got. Right, so I got an opportunity to try again with Sailing Smart, but the next time was under the guidance of Pat Pirelli, and he taught me how to keep a stud, you know, busy mentally and physically, so they didn't have time to think about, you know, um, making babies. And it's really important that you don't punish them anytime their libido shows up, because when a stallion feels like he's being punished for wanting to pass on his genealogy, he will try to protect his right to do that. And it, that could end up with him really hurting the human. So um, you, you got to really know your stuff around st- stallions. I was really glad to have guidance at that time. So, you know, I th- the, the point I'm trying to make here, guys, is no matter who you're asking advice f- from, for whatever reason, question it. There is no such thing as an absolute truth regarding horsemanship or any kind of personal advice someone might be trying to give you. Of course, I believe, I believe that there are some absolute truths. I believe that gravity it works and that I need to respect it. <laughs> um, I have some other ab- absolute truths, but they're only absolute truths for me. I would say that it's never okay to kill someone, right? But There are all kinds of examples in society where the human species has decided that there are exceptions to that rule, right? So we might think that that's an absolute truth and then, oh, but, you know, well, if someone did something terrible, then it's okay to kill them. Or, you know, if it's for the sake of this terrible war that's happening, you know, that those, you know, then it's okay. There's always exceptions. And so, um, I've never found an exception to gravity. <laughs> I've I do know people who have a much better relationship with gravity than what I do, um, but uh, there are a lot of other things that are absolutes for me. But I know that they're only absolutes for me, and I'm open most of the time to allowing there to be the possibility of a different absolute truth. If if I'm presented with compelling results that would support there being an absolute a change in my belief, then I'm willing to consider that. And I think that when it comes to horsemanship and learning to be the leader, I I personally believe, again, not it's not an absolute truth, it's my belief based on my experiences. I personally believe that being the leader doesn't mean that I'm certain. It does mean that I'm confident. When I say confident, it means I'm confident to try an experiment. I'm not certain that the experiment is going to get to a result that I want in exactly the way I think it's going to happen, but I am confident in most situations that I will get to a result. I'm confident because I've had a lot of experience in in certain things, and that gives me confidence. But I'm always open to that there might be other ways to get get it done, whether that's, you know, trailer loading or riding or flying lead changes, you know, whatever it is you're wanting to do, jumping or racing, it doesn't matter, right? Um, 
the idea of certainty to me leads people to be rigid, right? We get very attached to our belief systems because they give us certainty. Certainty is a human, basic human need. We need to feel certain about things in order to get to a place of, of peace, to a place of um, coping, right? That we can just get through our day because we're certain about things. Whether that's I'm certain that I can feed myself today or I can you know, house myself today or I can pay the bills or I can take care of my kids or um, you know, take care of my animals or what have you. And I, I'm a big fan of certainty, but at the same time, I also know for me, my belief is that if I can gain a level of comfort with uncertainty, that knowing that there might be a better way to do something, even though I have a pretty good way of getting it done, keeps me in a learning frame of mind. And when I become rigid, I become righteous. And when I become righteous, I separate myself from my peers, my colleagues, my students. And for me, the ultimate goal is connection. And so um, when I become certain, I lose the possibility of connection for some groups of people. And that to me is painful. So I'd rather avoid pain by gaining some comfort with um, uncertainty. Here are some things I'm certain about for me and my horsemanship. I am certain that it's more important to me that my horse likes me than he just does what he or she is told. All right. I am certain that I am not capable of executing techniques that might rob my horse of an opportunity to keep her dignity. All right. That's my certainty. There are things I personally need to be certain about in order to have a set of principles that guide me on the experiments I'm willing to participate in, the ones I won't participate in, right? So I'm not saying don't stand for anything. I stand for putting the horse first. I stand for um, um, honoring a student's um, confidence. I stand for dignity and grace and compassion and empathy, regardless of someone's belief systems. And um, when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of how you get it done, I'm pretty open to suggestion. Um, but I base my experiments or willingness to, to try someone's suggestion on my principles. My principles come from Pirelli. So there you go, guys. Um, I've had some fun interactions with students on certainty and um, how that is different than confidence. I am um, a proponent of learning to be confident, but I would recommend that you question everything. Question your, your beliefs. Question any advice that you get. 
and be willing to stay open to new and better possibilities. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. I hope you found it useful. If you're enjoying my podcast, I sure would appreciate it if you shared it as much as possible. Take a screenshot and put it on your Insta stories. Hit the share button and and um, put it on Facebook and Twitter. Tell all your friends about it and help me grow my audience. I sure would appreciate that. Thank you so much. I hope that you have a great day, and I'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.